This is Art One Radio, the podcast with true stories from amazing queer people as told by themselves. My name is Salim, and this show comes to you from Stichting Art One. We are really glad you are listening. At Stichting Art One, we organize film festivals, debates, gatherings, and workshops in the Netherlands and abroad, all to address human rights through art. We call that Artivism. The name of our foundation refers to that, but also to the first article of the Constitution of the Netherlands, which is an anti-discrimination law. In this podcast, we bring you a selection of the stories that came from our podcasting workshops. In these workshops, we help queer refugees and newcomers in the Netherlands develop their very first audio story. Sometimes we work abroad and we help young local activists to find their voice in radio. The participants tell their stories on their own terms, and that's what makes it powerful. They hold the mic, they do the editing, they make the sound design. Today, we are bringing you a story by one of our first participants ever. He joined the Queer Faces Migrant Voices workshop in 2017. This story is made by Safi, and that is not his real name, by the way, but a nickname that he chose. Just a quick warning, this story contains some explicit descriptions of violence. So if that triggers you, feel free to skip to the next episode. The story is called New Beginnings and Last Farewell. I'm Safi. 31 years old, coming from Baghdad, Iraq, and my story will tell you how I survived from my friend and my family by hiding my secret so I can protect myself as a homosexual in Islamic community. And my story starts in the night of my running away. It was so quiet and so dark, 4 o'clock in the morning, holding my cigarette and smoking too much looking outside and thinking about the people who sleep and dream peacefully and me thinking how can I stay alive. While I'm standing in my small room, I start to remember my past when I was 8 years old, when my childhood stolen from me. I was playing alone outside in hot summer day. It was the afternoon when he came and convinced me to go with him. His name is Omar and he was 18 years old. He said that he will give me toys and then he took me to the old building. Omar started to take his clothes off and mine. He told me first we will play a game and that game took my innocent and took my childhood. After what happened, I went back home and my mom realized my thighs was wet and she started asking questions and I answered it. My mom and my stepdad locked me in the basement for many days. I screamed for hours begging them to let me go out. No one helped me.
And then I remember my second painful memory when I was 14 years old. My first love. His name is Mustafa. His touch was soft and gentle on my skin. I was feeling in every cell in my body. It was magical. I know him from school. And our love was pure and innocent. He told me when he kissed me, he felt his soul touching mine. But our secret, our love, didn't last for long after my mom found about it and the love in my eyes exposed me. My mom and my uncle started hitting me because what I did was against the nature and against the religion. They started heating the knife on the stove until become red. And then they started burning me. And I heard my skin burning and I smelled my flesh. After hours of torture, they sent me to my room. I couldn't sleep in that night. I was screaming silently. So no one can hear me. Because if they did, they will punish me again. I was sitting on my bed, trying to heal my body, touching my skin, and comparing between the touch of Mustafa and the touch of my family. I was looking around, maybe I can find help. No one there. No one asked me why. No one listened. I kept smiling, because my weapon was my smile. And when my family sees me smile, they become angry, and they thought I was crazy. After the torture, I should be mad. Hater. But my smile was shining, full of life and full of love. Four o'clock in the midnight, in the same night of my running away. I wanted to sleep, but I was thirsty, so I decided to go gently downstairs to drink a glass of water. I didn't want to wake my family up, but I heard whispering in my living room. I couldn't hold myself for not listening. I want to know what's happening there. So I stand on the stairs, and I put my ears gently on the wall. I kept hearing my name over and over. One of the voices said, He did it again. We cannot hit him anymore. He is big now. At first we will drag him and then put him in the car and go to the desert and bury him alive. So no one can know and that will stay between us. He was my uncle who tortured me in the past. And then I heard another voice said, Agree, was a female voice, confirming that plan. I couldn't believe that voice was my mom. And the other voices was my stepfather and my cousin. They found out I did it again. I still homosexual. My hand was shaking. 
I had conflicts between believing and not believing. In that moment, I wanted to enter that living room and explain to them what I am and why I cannot change because I born this way. Maybe they will change their mind. But unfortunately, I tried this method before and end me up torturing by 12 men, hitting me by bells, waves, and different tools. And they stopped until I said I am a liar, I'm not gay. So I stopped because I know there is no hope to understand me. I went back to my room. I'm standing in front of my window, holding myself and wondering. If I give up and I prepare to die, maybe that will make them happy. Maybe they are right about me. Because if my community found out, their reputation will destroy. Maybe my mom thought she can sacrifice in one so the other can survive. Well, I'm ready to sacrifice myself so my brothers and my innocent sister can get married and have children. They do what they have to do. Killing me, it's an honor, and I am the shame. When the morning came and the sun started shining, I went to my closet to dress my best clothes, my white shirt, and my black pants. I was comforting myself before I ran away from the house. Like a baby when you try to buy him things so he's not crying anymore. I went downstairs to have my last breakfast with my family. I had a conversation between me and myself. Myself tried so hard to convince me to stay. And maybe they will torture me again. But at least we will stay with them. But I knew they will kill us. I act perfectly as usual. I hide my pain, and I sit in the chair between them. They was talking about school, and I was listening to them. My eyes was busy capturing their faces for the last time. I was screaming inside. Running away and dying in that time was the same situation. In that breakfast, my eyes was looking for mercy. I wish to stop the clock so I can be with them longer. But even the time was against me. I stand up, preparing to go to work, and that what they thought. I hold my brothers, and I kiss them, just like when they was a kids, and I took care of them. And I kiss my nephew. He is the part of my soul. He used to have a kiss from me every morning. And my sweet little sister. I hold her very strongly. And some of them felt it stranger. But for me, I was losing pieces of my soul with each one. And finally, my mom. I hold her. And I felt my soul lost the biggest part of her. I wished to stay longer, but I couldn't. I smelled her scent. It was the same perfume I gave to her long time ago. I whispered in her ears, and I said, No one in the whole world will love you more than me, and I forgive you, mom.
and I left. I wanted to hold them strongly because I want them to know, even when they hate me, I couldn't hate them. I didn't choose to run away from them. And I was walking away from home and my eyes looking back to them. I wished my mom to go out and stop me. I wished her to felt what I feel and accept me. My step get heavier till I couldn't hold myself. And my tears fall down. In that moment I remember my brothers and our memories when they was children's. And then, my memories with my mom, and her arms holding me after a long day of a playing outside, her smile on every morning when she called me sweetheart. I couldn't breathe. No word can describe that moment. They are not monsters, but the tradition and religion are the monsters. I knew if I didn't forgive them, I will be not alive, I will be full of hate and anger. My forgiveness, that was my way of salvation. And in the moment of taking the taxi, myself told me, turn your head to your house, maybe your mom felt you are leaving her, maybe she'll forgive you. In the last moment I was have a hope, and I turned my head and no one there.